Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanby. And I'm Erin. And this is our 13th episode. Uh, well, not, no, it's no, not. No, it's not. That's <laughs> not true. Well, this is our 7th Heaven podcast, guys. Welcome. Yes. And in this episode of our podcast, we will be covering season two, episode 13 of 7th Heaven. Uh, the title of the episode is Stuck in the Middle with You. Or if you're in Germany, was it? It's that uh, he, he loves me, he loves me not, I yeah. believe. So our IMDb user summary uh, for this episode is Simon and Ruthie's hope to keep the pair of pet lizards a classmate of her offered for free are frustrated. Jimmy Moon has dumped his girl, so Lucy hopes to get him back at last, but Biker Rod decides it's time to make his move too. Matt and Mary coach different suitors while Simon takes betting scores. Eric's group session for couples who married the last year starts bored, but soon unleashes frustrations with all of them. He brings Annie along as good example, but her surprise visiting Pa's offer to have them buried alongside him causes frictions in their own marriage. So. So we have, as our user summary kind of tells us, three. Jimmy Moon is back. <laughs> yep, Jimmy Moon's back, which is the most important thing. But we have three main storylines going on here. So I guess we'll start with... Well, it, what was your first impression, generally, of this episode? Oh, well, when I read the quick little summary on Amazon, I was really not excited because it was all about Lucy being in the middle of two guys. That didn't sound right. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, like, having to choose between two, uh, two, two boys' affections. Boys'? <laughs> um, the affections of two boys. These are men. I mean... I'd say Rod's a man. I don't know if Jimmy Moon's a man. But, um, so I was not really looking forward to it because I'm not looking forward to any, I don't really like Lucy, as I've said a million times. But actually, this ended up being a very entertaining episode. I even laughed a, a bunch. A lot of good laughs. Yeah. <laughs> and even, like, laughs where I was supposed to be laughing, not only because it's ridiculous. So, yeah, good episode, great times. Lots Much of, laughter. Lots of laughs. Um, okay, so let's start, I guess, with the fact that Annie the Rev, Annie and the Rev storyline. Like, real quick, we're skipping the cold open because it deals totally with Lucy's storyline, so we'll come back to that. Right, so uh, I guess the storyline really starts with um, Annie on the phone with her father. Um, it seems that Grandpa's coming to visit for the weekend. Um, and then well, Annie asks, like, oh, is Ginger coming with you or whatever? And he's like, oh, no. We broke the, up. We broke up because she doesn't. I don't know. She's not into change, or she doesn't take change well, or something. Something very vague about the fact that Ginger can't handle change. Right, and so we're supposed to think that something like something's changed about Grandpa, except from the phone call, nothing is obvious. Um, and then, but he does say like very suspiciously that he has a surprise for Annie. Um, I guess fasting, fast forward. <laughs> I just had a shot of what the surprise was and had a mind, <laughs> mind blank. But um, the other, so that's one portion of the Annie Rev storyline. The other one is that Rev is holding some sort of marriage counseling for couples. Who were married in the past, like it's people who have been married for a year. I don't know why. And there's only three couples apparently in the church that got married in the past year. Um, yeah, we still don't know how big or small Glen Oak really is. Because every time they show the church, it's, like, packed out. But there's only one mass per Sunday. Except Wednesday. Oh, right, one mass per Sunday. That, yeah. That's, that's the correct but thing. But, like, that's the day. Like, I don't know where, like, my, like, in, like, Catholic churches, I know there are, like, three or four masses on Sundays. So, 
No, not that many people. Okay, well, anyway. Right, so there's uh, the Rev is counseling three couples, and he asks Annie to come along as they're the marriage experts having been married for so long to help out. Um, so at the first meeting, we meet our couples. I <laughs> honestly do not remember any of their names. Kevin, one of the guys was Kevin. I think it was Kevin and Bonnie, Nigel and Katie, and I don't know the other two. Bobby, maybe. Who was Kevin the one with the pregnant wife? No, Kevin was the one with the med school, the med school one. All right. Well, uh, anyway, they they were like so stupid. Right. So what the, what we this is how I differentiated them. The one couple had a chick that was making all the money and paying her husband through med school. It's Kevin and Bonnie. That's Kevin and Bonnie. Uh, Katie and Nigel were the couple where they were living with Nigel's mom. Uh, and the other couple whose name we I do not know is just newly pregnant. Uh, but so, like, the first part of the meeting is very boring. They're not talking. But right at the end, like, in the last minute... We, it's revealed that they're all actually having these horrible problems. And Bonnie, or whatever, the one who's paying for med school, is like... I don't even know what they're arguing about. She's like, oh, you don't make any money or whatever, so I'm going to tell you what to do. And then the guy that... Katie wants to move out of Nigel's mother's house. And then the pregnant people, like, for some reason, the guy is like, don't tell anyone... <laughs> like, He's not like happy about the marriage. She didn't go to the ultrasound. Um, yeah, so that he stayed home and watched cartoons yeah, instead exactly. of going to the ultrasound. And then. Uh, the rabbit's really excited because he's like, oh, this is great. We can, like, handle this stuff. But then, like, looks at his watch and he's like, but a session's over. And then that's it. So and they, they all walk out of the room and they're all, like, yelling at each other. Yeah, and that that's that. Um, so the Rev and Annie come home uh, and they're having, like, sexy times in the kitchen, really. I think they're just making out. And then there's hijinks, a little bit of hijinks. Right. So I guess to back up a little bit... Um, we won't really mention this, but... Well, when Grandpa calls and says that when he's going to arrive... Um, Annie is, like, running out the door, and she tells Lucy to tell Matt to pick up Grandpa at the airport. But Lucy is preoccupied with all of her, like, boyfriend nonsense, so she, of course, never tells Matt. And when Annie and the Rev get home, uh, they are, like, Matt shows up in the kitchen while they're having, like, their sexy parent time. Right. And um, Annie's like, why aren't you at the airport? And so Lucy gets in trouble, obviously, but as soon as... Like, all, everybody's scrambling together. Doorbell rings. And guess who's on the <laughs> other side? It's Grandpa. But Grandpa has a toupee. Dun, and it's dun, dun. heinous. And everybody, you know, like, their jaw drops. And it's all very comical. Um, Hi, Jinx. Yeah. Just, I guess, I don't know if, we're, if this is the, like, visual we're going to post on uh, Facebook or on Twitter. There are so many good ones yeah. for this episode that I feel like we're going to have to release. It's going to be, like, a slow rollout. Like, yeah. every day there will be a new one. All right, I, I'm not promising that. But. <laughs> yeah, we don't really keep our promises here at Camden Guest. Um, but the point is that he clearly is an older gentleman that is uh, is bald, but he only has, like, gray hair on the sides, but his toupee is, like, jet black. <laughs> And it's real human hair. Yes, free range, he calls it, free range. Um, There's, like, a conversation, I guess, the next morning about the fact that Grandpa has new hair. Um, I don't really understand. I don't really not understand. I didn't really, like, pay attention. Basically, Annie is not comfortable with the new hair. Um, Apparently, neither was Ginger. That's why Ginger left. 
Right, which seems like, why wouldn't you just say, like, get rid of that heinous toupee? Um, Annie thinks that he got the toupee to look younger so he could start going out with younger women. And he's like, no, 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 that's not the case. I just, you know, wanted hair on my head. Uh, But then he has another surprise for the Reverend Annie. Um, Oh, yeah, he's like, oh, he talks about... Oh, I love the, like, euphemisms people always use when they oh. talk about, like, um... He says, a place to spend eternity. Yes, yes. Like, and, like, those commercials that are like, have you planned for your final expenses? <laughs> um, so, yeah, he says that he, since the price for a place to spend eternity is skyrocketing, he decided to purchase the, like, two spots next to where Annie's mother and where he's going to be buried are for the Reverend Annie um, so that they could be buried, all be buried together. And I guess Annie's excited, and then the Rev... Well, we don't find this out until later, but this, of course, becomes the source of conflict for Annie and the Rev So Annie, as they are going into... They, well, they're going back to, they, they're going back to counseling. Yeah. I just didn't know if I was skipping something. No, you're not. They you're go back, Keep they, going. They're going to another counseling session with all these freaks, uh, and... Um, while they're, like, walking through the parking lot, the Rev was like, oh, I always, like, thought that we were going to be buried in upstate New York in the Camden family plot on the Colonel's land. Cam- Camden family burial ground is yes. what he calls it. Yeah, yeah. and uh, on the Colonel's land. So they're, like, having this, like, argument about whose family they're going to be buried with. And Annie's like, oh, my family's not good enough to be buried with? I don't know, it's stupid. Well, yeah, the Rev says Camden's have been buried there for hundreds of years, and Annie comes back with a hundred years, not hundreds of years, just 100. Uh, So that's their argument. And that kind of feeds into the next scene with the counseling. All of the couples are now fighting, and it's like... (laughs) like, About the aforementioned uh, whatever the problems were. Uh, at one point, the pregnant lady says she's going to throw up. Um, <laughs> and then the, the lady who's paying for her husband to go to medical school is like, why don't you go, like, put my money to work and, like, go help her? <laughs> and he doesn't even have to leave the room. And she turns around and she comes back in and she's like, I don't feel like I'm going to throw up anymore. It's all very silly. Um, I, I think the Rev decides, he's like, well, I know, I see that you guys are fighting. Why don't we, why don't me and Annie, because we're, ha- or Annie and I, we're having an uh, argument on our own. Why don't we show you how we're going to resolve it so you guys can learn, because we're the experts here. And Annie kind of gives him an eye, and he's like, she's like, do you really want to do that? And he's like, yeah, it'll be fine. Of course, it does not end up being fine. They end up yelling at each other, again, family not being good enough, blah, blah, blah. And Annie storms out. Uh, so the... <laughs> Um, so then, Ke- not Kevin, Nigel, the, um, the one who won't leave his mother's house, storms out as well because it has to do with, like, staying with family. Then the pregnant lady also storms out because it do- has to do with, like, the father, uh, the father of a child not wanting to really, not excited about the pregnancy. But then Bonnie also storms out and because uh, it's like, oh, you're insulting my family. And Kevin goes, I'm not insulting your family. And she, he's like, she says, no, it's the principle of it all. And that's that's the division there. I don't understand. <laughs> it, if you're confused, then you should be, because I am also confused. Really, this was like the worst, like, they couldn't even manufacture conflict for this episode. They literally had to find six random characters that we're never going to see again to manufacture conflict. Um... I guess the way that this... That was just such a stupid plot device. No, it was. Like, Annie and the Rev could have had this fight in, like, a vacuum without any of this. 
So I don't know why these other couples were introduced. I guess because at the end when they're like, you need to think about what you're really fighting about. So I think that's like what we're up to. Right, exactly. So the the Rev is at home and like people start like one by one, like oh, I think all the men. No, no, no. no, no, one. no. So first Nigel. Who, who yeah, Nigel comes and he's in the Rev's office talking to him um about like how he actually really wants to leave his mother's house too. But he's afraid of like what that'll do to his mother because we find out that he talks about how his father left his mother, but it was like recent. This is a grown man, and he's like, "Oh, my sixty-something-year-old father." So I don't understand. Like he makes it sound like when he was like a young child, his father like walked out, but it was really just in the past year. Um, so he's like, "Oh, I don't. I couldn't do that to my mother. Blah blah blah. But I really want to leave too." Then Bonnie comes and is in the kitchen talking to Annie about well, how... She goes, <laughs> she goes, she, so Annie was like, what's the real problem? And she's like, I want to kill my husband. She goes, I just want to kill him. Is <laughs> what she says. Um, apparently she's afraid that after... Um, she pays for um, Michael to go to... Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> for some reason I thought... Just stop giving him a random name. Okay. So she thought that after she pays for him to go to medical school, that he is going to leave her for a patient, which I'm pretty sure... Um, I mean, doctors usually leave them for nurses, not for patients, right? That's what Grey's Anatomy tells me. I thought. Okay, I was thinking that that was I a don't, plot I don't, of I don't, a movie. I don't actually watch Grey's Anatomy. But that Anatomy. doesn't even matter because they're married, and the fact that she contributed to... I took family law. Yep. And she, it doesn't really matter if he left her. If he would, she would get her money back. Yeah, because um, she, like, stayed she's a, throughout. Yeah. yeah, and she contributed to the med school. Yeah. I, you're not allowed to leave for patients because there's, like, all that... There's all that yeah, uh, ethics stuff. But I think people do... I think that happens. Yeah, but you have to, like... Maybe he's going to be a gynecologist. Oh, <laughs> oh I guess. I don't know. Well, no. he was... He did... She did say to help the pregnant woman, so maybe... Maybe he he's, is. He's an OBG... He wants to be an OBGYN. Um, Great. We're giving this character backstory. I love I it. <laughs> we're going to write the fan fiction about Kevin and Bonnie. So Annie, like, helps her out with her issue. And then we have the pregnant lady's husband who comes over... And, and he... To- and Grandpa answers the door, and he's like, Hi, I'm Annie's father. And then the, while... So he they go they go and sit down in the living room because the, the rev is den. still the rev is still occupied with Nigel, and while they're sitting there, I don't know. Grandpa says some like bullshit about how he's like, "Oh, I love my wife because she gave me Annie and a family that can take care of me." So even when she passed, I, I still grateful, had blah, like a blah. part of her or something. So then this guy decides that he doesn't even need to. No, no, he says you have to, the most important thing that. Um, Annie's dad says, "Is do you want to be right or do you want to be married?" Oh God! Which no, is, he says that to the he says that to the Rev. Oh, I thought he says that to the guy. No, so so that guy leaves after like Grandpa goes on his like rant about how happy he is that he has a daughter uh, to take care of him, and then that guy leaves, and then the Rev comes out of his office just as that guy is leaving, and he's like, "Oh, do you want to talk?" And the guy's like, "No, your father-in-law like took care of me or whatever." So then he says to the Rev, oh, he just guesses. He's yeah. like, oh, you and Annie are fighting about the burial plots, which, what a guess. Um, <laughs> and, you know, like the Rev's again, then he's like, you need to think, do you want to be right or do you want to be married? Um, and which I don't again, like that, that just saying. Fi- that just fixes everything, I guess. Well, so uh, later that night, 
the rev stubs his toe. That's <laughs> <laughs> really what the plot device is. And he climbs stubs. over Annie. And-, and he has to turn on the light, and then they have a conversation. And uh, the, thing, the thing that the rev had said earlier was, usually when you're fighting about something, that's not actually what you're fighting about. It's about a bigger issue. So the bigger issue so here is... So we find is, out here... Is, I don't even know what their bigger issue is. No, the was. bigger issue is that Annie misses her mom. Mm. Yes. Okay. He, she doesn't want uh, anybody to re- replace her mother, and Ginger's one of those people, or any woman for that matter. Um, so the next morning, Annie has a blunt conversation with her father about what the hell is going on with you. And just like her father, Annie guesses right as to what the issue with her father is. And it's that, it's not that, it's basically that he still loves his wife. His, like, past, his passed away wife. His dead wife. He still misses his dead wife. (laughs) She also, she died, like, a very long time ago now. Well, like, not a very long time ago. But, like, over a year ago. Yeah. I mean, they were, okay, so. But, like, basically, so he says that the first thing he did to try to drive Ginger away was buy the burial plots. (laughs) Which, what kind of stupid plan is that? I know. Well, he says that it was, like, to convince her that he was never going to marry her, which I don't think they thought, like, was, like, a deal-breaker for her. Well, it obviously wasn't, because he was like, oh, she basically said that she wanted to be married with her first... Buried, not married. She wanted to be buried (laughs) with her first husband, too. So I was like, I think that's pretty normal for, like, older people. Um, So then he got the toupee, and that's what really did it for Ginger, (laughs) which really... I don't think it makes very much sense, but no, he. She I don't like, know. Annie's like, you need to talk to Ginger. He rips the toupee off and throws it in the trash, and then we have a lovely scene of Happy pulling it off the top of the trash can and like chewing it up. We also in that scene while they're having the conversation after he throws the toupee, he still has the double sided tape that kept the toupee on on his head. <laughs> and she like, and, and like part of the conversation as they're having the conversation is Annie like lifting the double sided tape, and I just wanted to think about this from like an actor's perspective. Like, this is not clearly... Uh, Strange, that is. Yeah, like, this is one woman who is not the daughter of this man, or not any relation whatsoever. They've had Touching maybe... Bald head. Yeah, maybe They've had maybe two or three, like, episodes together in the past, and he she's taking tape off of this guy's head. It's like, I wouldn't want to do that. So, mm, I'm just Well, saying. that's why they paid them, you know, a lot of money to be on this show. Um, yeah, he takes a toupee off. Uh, the other thing he says uh, is... Wait, I have something else written down. Oh, it doesn't really matter. I guess we can move on. Oh, um, we, I guess the last bit of the marriage counseling, which is the... Oh, oh God, yeah. everyone... Well, okay, yeah. so the issue totally gets... We fo- so, we, we were told, basically, that all of these, like, surface issues you know, they're going to get to the bottom of them. So even though, like, Bonnie said, like, oh, no, no, no. She was like, I'm afraid he's going to leave me. Then Katie, who is the the wife of the one who lived in the mother's house, was like, oh, no, no, no. Nigel says, oh, well, I was afraid that she was going to leave me. And then the pregnant lady is like, and I was afraid that my husband was going to leave me because he didn't want the baby or whatever. Yeah, and then Katie goes... I was afraid that you, that Nigel was going to leave me because, you know, he comes from a home where the father left. And then the fa- So they all just start saying that they were all afraid that the other, like, they were all going to leave each other. The, the, the pregnant lady's husband was like, I was going to leave. My, <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. oh, yeah. That but was he, it. He was, he was going, he was ready to leave. And he said, but who, what kind of man leaves his pregnant um, wife and future child? 
Uh, and then, but they're the all, kind that watches cartoons, mm, apparently. But um, everybody's fine now. That, that like no, they're like all cozy and like kissing and like everything's great and community. And, and then oh wait, and then all of the men just address like all of the couples are there, but the men ask like, "Oh, Reverend, how are you and Annie doing?" And Annie's standing right there. And then the Rev is like, "Oh, Kevin, how are you and Bonnie doing?" When Bonnie's sitting right there, uh, so you know, misogyny. Um, that's it. That's really it. No, I'm uh, I'm serious. That is. Everybody's okay now. That was just such a strange... I don't know why they introduced all these people. Maybe they just wanted, like, these storylines into the... <laughs> but they couldn't, like, actually fit them into the Camden families. They're like, I really want to write about a couple who's about to, like, have a child. Or I really want to write about a couple who... One of the, guy, one of the people are in med school. Who knows? Well, anyway... So... I guess our other storyline... Mini plot, I guess. Ruthie, like, comes home from school, and she's got a box of lizards. I'm just gonna let Erin uh, t- tell this one, because she has a... This is close to her heart. I had a pet lizard it just recently passed. He lived a good long life, so... Yes. Um, I don't know, one of Ruthie's classmates had these lizards. His parents told them to get rid of them, so he just brought them to school and gave them away to someone... That's someone being Ruthie. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. This is, like, kind of stupid. One of them lays eggs. Um, the, well, there's a male and a female. The female lays eggs. Uh, the female is named Lester, and the male is named Lizzie. Lester and Lizzie Lizard. Um, and Ruthie doesn't know about, like, the fact that sometimes the males eat the eggs, so then the eggs disappear because the male ate them. Then this whole this all ends with them um, flushing the lizard, one of the lizards, down the toilet because Lizzie. they they suspect that Lizzie ate Lester and then like died because like ate another lizard. So um, it was all very strange, close to my heart. I had to flush the lizard down the toilet like a month ago. So we'll have a moment of silence for uh, the lizard, lizard at, Nixon. Yes, at the end of this episode, just for you. Yeah, um, that's that storyline. And now, that was it. <laughs> and now our uh, our main feature. Um, I guess oh, it's, what a feature it was! I guess it's a double feature because. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, so the cold open starts with um, Mary asks Lucy if she's like heard yet. Right? Is Mary? Yeah. Mary and Matt are there, mm-hmm. um, and they're like, "Oh, have you heard?" And she's like, "No, I never hear anything." Which um, is really funny, because the reason that she never hears anything is because she's not actually listening to anybody that isn't herself. Right. So, um, we find out that um, Jimmy Moon has broken up with Ashley, um, and if anyone was going to break up with anyone in that relationship, I totally thought it would, it be, would be Ashley. Ashley yeah. Ashley uh, has so much life to her, and Jimmy Moon's so dead. So, mm-hmm. then, <laughs> as soon as Lucy hears this news, she has this, like, flashback of all of the memories, like, all of the good memories of her and Jimmy Moon. Well, no, it's not even the good memories. It's just the key moments in their lives. And that stupid music from that French film that they saw on their first, that Jimmy Moon brought over to the house on their first date is playing. Um, And it's black and white, and it's beautiful, and it'll be on our Twitter and also our newly launched Instagram, which we will talk about at the end of this episode. Um, So, yeah, it was great. You got must watch ten out of ten. Um, and as soon as the montage is over, Rod shows up. Everybody remembers Rod from the marijuana episode, right? Um, also, uh, Rod has been absent since that episode, which was 
the fourth episode of season two, so it's a bit. It's been nine episodes since we've seen Rod. But he's back in the picture, and he wants some of that Lucy action. Oh. Uh. Um, apparently, he's heard that Jimmy Moon and Ashley have broken up, and he wants to make sure that he... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Cl- stakes his claim. Yeah, that's basically what it is, <laughs> that he wants to stake his claim. Um, and he starts calling... First, he calls Jimmy Moon the Moon Man. Yes. And then he's calling Lucy Michika Changa Cabeza. Well, actually, Rod just always is saying random things in Spanish. Yeah, he calls this his... I'm not even going to try to, like, attempt it, but he calls... When he's talking to Matt, he's talking about Lucy, and he calls her Hermita Chica, I think. (laughs) Which I don't even think is right. No, he just says things that sound like Spanish with some real Spanish words in Um... So now that's Lucy's dilemma for the episode. Who is she going to pick, Jimmy, Moon, or Rod? Um, but she's very excited about this, and she immediately tells Annie as soon as Annie gets off the phone with... Grandpa. And what surprises me is that Annie, an adult and a mother, is as excited as Lucy is about the fact that there are two guys like fighting over her daughter's heart. Well, I speculated that it's because she prob- she's like happy about this, so Annie's probably just happy that Lucy isn't going to be, like, moping around the house as usual, so. Um. So, throughout this episode, we have Lucy spending a lot of time on the phone with random girls we've never heard about ever. <laughs> um, Donna? Wasn't one no, of- <laughs> Mara was one, and Debbie was the other. Oh, Debbie. Um, and her reasoning for staying on the phone and talking to these random girls is because she wants to keep the phone busy, because remember, they don't have call waiting or anything um, yet. Or ever on uh, for the Camden household. She's it's, it's, there's like an episode in 2004 where they don't have internet. So <laughs> okay, well then, um, so she wants to keep the line busy because she hasn't made up her mind and she wants to play hard to get. Uh, as this is happening, uh, the, oh, as come, this conversation Rod is, comes over. No, 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 no. Um, we oh. get we get a lot. We get scenes of Rod calling and getting. Uh, the busy dial tone. Oh, and and then Jimmy we get, Moon. And Jimmy Moon doing the same thing, except Jimmy Moon has a framed picture of Lucy, just like Lucy has of Jimmy Moon. <laughs> They've been holding on to these photos. They never really got over each other. Yeah. Um, I don't understand. Anyway, as she's on, <laughs> as she's on the phone, um, Mary, Matt, and Simon, and basically Ruthie are all congregating in uh, the hallway. Mary... Matt is on the Jimmy Moon side, whereas Simon's on the Rod side. Ruthie's, you know, Ruthie, so she doesn't really care. But Mary says, and I, I side with Mary here, that she shouldn't choose either of them because neither of them are good enough. And also, well, I don't know. Like, Lucy, uh, whatever. What? No, say it. <laughs> no, they're not good enough. Huh? Like, really? Uh, <laughs> well, I don't... I, don't I know, mean. I know. She's just, like, being, like supportive or whatever, like, oh. But also the fact that Rod, like, was available and was not interested in, like, for for nine episodes and now that someone else, like, might be interested, he's back in the picture. Um, yeah, and Matt's kind of weird in this one because he's like, well, she has to choose <laughs> between one of them. So I was like, that's not right. She doesn't have to choose. Um... Then we have a scene back in the school where we're once again confused with what's the difference between dating and seeing. Uh, yes, because Lucy continues to say, even though now she's in high school, and I think Mary was a freshman when they let her go on like the date with Jeff. Like they were like, oh, she's not allowed, she's not old enough to be dating yet, and then they kind of were like, oh, she is. So I don't know. 
they're changing the standards for Lucy, but Lucy says that she's still not allowed to date, even though she, I'm pretty sure she said in the past that she dated Jimmy Moon. And, uh, like, the Rod character clearly came over on... A date or something. Yeah. And all of the things that Jimmy Moon and her did together should be considered dates. Yeah, I don't understand. And I think she said, like, our first date when they... Okay. Yeah. Well, we're confused about why sometimes she's dating, sometimes she's not. Uh, So, that's that. Um, Jimmy... Then, like, Rod decides to take some initiative and tries to see if he can get the family on his side. So, uh, he, like, corners Matt and Mary in the hallway, and I like this one line where he go, where Matt goes, can I be honest with you, Rod? And Rod goes, I hope so, you're a minister's son. <laughs> um, basically, he says that, like, he, he's too, he's too much of a bad boy, quote-unquote, for the Camden family, and he needs to, like, clean up his image. If he and wants he, to get anywhere. No, didn't he say that he's too mature? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah He's yeah, like, yeah. I think you're too mature for Lucy. And then he's like, oh, you're the first, like, this is the first time a guy has ever called me mature. And then he's like, I think you're too close to your sister, but you can't see it, that she's actually just as mature as me. Oh, and that we're meant to be together is what he says. They're like 14 years old, also, please. Yes. Nobody's meant to be with anyone. So. Even when you're not 14. <laughs> ever. Ever. Uh... So, yeah, that's what's going on with that. And I don't know what Jimmy Moon does. Oh, know. yeah. Um, Jimmy Someone Mo- tells him that he needs to, like, take risks or something. Or- Matt does. Because Matt... So what happens is, as Lucy's talking to random car- female name number seven um, <laughs> on the phone, both Jimmy Moon and... I was going to call him Peach Fuzz, but his name is Rod. First, Rod shows up, and he goes, for some reason... To Simon. He wants to talk to Simon. Well, I think he wants to talk to Simon because Simon comes to open uh, to open the door, and there's some sort of like peanut butter. Oh, on he's his got face. peanut butter on his upper lip. And Rod like probably connects with him for some reason because he thinks that Simon is also growing facial hair. Yes, uh, Simon who is like twelve years, eleven. <laughs> right. Uh, so Simon and, J- and and Rod talk, and Jimmy Moon then comes over, and Matt and him talk. Uh, apparently, Jimmy Moon, and I quote, was made uncomfortable by the blonde hair because of what it did with his own passions <laughs> towards <laughs> Lucy. Because um, Matt is talking about how Jimmy Moon broke up with Lucy because she turned blonde, and that wasn't right. Yes. Um, anyway, they're both Wasn't he like, you need to figure out like what you want or something? Or, I don't know, he's like, you don't really want to be with Lucy because of whatever, and then he's like, I was afraid of my passion. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's something about control. Basically, Jimmy Moon is a control freak. Oh, yeah, yeah, and he's like, you're right. I need to learn how to, like, I don't know, not Not be be controlling. And the the point is that Simon tells um, Rod that he needs to change, and Matt tells Jimmy Moon that he needs to change, and the inevitable inevitable ends up happening where they change into each other. Um, <laughs> that would be way better if there was, like, a body swap. Like, <laughs> they did, like, a Freaky Friday rules? or something. Um, what are the rules? Oh, yeah, it's always sunny, which is just so on point this season. Yes. Um, as this is happening, I don't know, they... Afterwards, there's, like, a scene where everybody's sitting on the staircase that isn't the Rever Annie. Uh, and oh, and this whole time, this is kind of, like, a background thing that we haven't talked about. Simon is, like, taking bets or, like, wants to take bets with all the kids of, like, who Lucy's going to choose. Um, we kind of talked about this when we were saying, like, who they think she's going to choose. So as 
they are all, like, eavesdropping on this conversation, and Grandpa is with them. Um, they all go one by one and say who they think is going to, like, who she's going to choose. And then at the end of it, I think at first Ruthie says Jimmy, and then after everyone else says the name, she just goes, goes like, Rod. <laughs> and she was like, what? It's going to be one of them. Um, basically, Lucy tells both of them that they need to go home and that she needs to decide and she needs some time. Uh, the only thing I can talk about in this scene is that she's wearing an orange shirt and looks like a pumpkin. Yeah. That's it. That, there was that one time, though, she was a pumpkin. I guess, you know, <laughs> con- continuity. History continuity. repeating itself. Okay. Um, so she then ha- like yells at Matt and Simon about them betting on it. Her love life. Yeah, but then she yells at them because he, they say it's not real money, they're using Monopoly money. Like, you, you wouldn't even dignify my love She's life like you're with real money. Yeah, yeah, you're cheapening my love life or something like that. Stupid. She storms out, of course. Then she goes to Mary for advice. Mary actually gives her good advice, says, um, I can be myself whether I'm in a relationship or I'm not in a relationship, and I think you don't know how to do that. So once you learn to be yourself, then you should you can, like, decide if you want a boyfriend or not. Uh, Lucy answers with, She's I, like, you don't try hard enough, basically. Yeah. Well, yeah, she basically insults Mary. First she says um, that she has not one, but two suitors, and two, whereas, like, Mary has none. And the second thing is that Lucy goes, I don't need to know who I am to be in a relationship. <laughs> yeah. Which is just blatantly wrong. Um, oh, you know what? I just remembered what I wanted to say about that scene with <laughs> Grandpa and Annie. Oh, we learned that the attic... Is done. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, this like is very you're really late. Backtracking. So a lot. This is very late. Sorry. But yeah, which I think it's funny that you say that too, because like, why aren't any of the kids like fighting for like who gets the attic room? We still have four of the kids sharing a bedroom. Well, I mean, Simon was like going to ease his transition, but like, why aren't like Lucy or Mary trying to live up there? Yeah, clearly. Um... Annie at some point also gives Lucy some advice saying, look, if you can't choose between them, it's because one of them, they're, none, neither of them is right for you. Um, it finally hits home. Which, yeah, comes full circle when Annie and the Rev are, like, making up about the burial plot thing, and Lucy is just kind of creepily standing behind, like, a wall watching them, and she realizes, like, oh, this is what it's like to, like, I don't know be in love. Yeah, want to be with someone forever. Um, also, she's 14. She should not want to be with anybody forever. Yeah, also, Again. she's 14. But too little too late, because while this is happening, we get shots of Rod in front of the mirror about to shave off his mustache. And then we get Jimmy Moon with this bottle of, like, something, and I it wasn't looks like, really sure what it was. So it looks like hair dye, but then, like, uh, we thought it might have been, like, hair growth. I thought it was, like, hair growth stuff, and he was going to put it, like, on his... So it was going to be, like, sort of, like, Gift of the Magi, except right, not, right. where Rod shaves his mustache, and Jimmy, like, tries to grow one. Um, I said they were going to turn into each other. Uh, yes. Except that's not what happens, because the last scene is... Well, first, well, you pointed this out. Mary's walking. <laughs> she's making all these weird faces like she's, like, very confused about what comes next or where she's headed. Overacting by Jessica Biel. Also, you mentioned this. So, uh, she, We don't understand if it's just, like, Jessica Biel, the way she walks, or if it's because she's still acting like her leg is hurt from the car accident. But um, she, hobbles. she kind of, like, yeah, like, limps around. Um, but I think that's actually just the way that Jessica Biel walks. Uh, uh, she get like, anyway, Matt 
she's trying to find Matt or Matt's trying to find her. Basically, they get together and Mary's like, you need to see what's happening. And what's happening is that... (laughs) Lucy's talking to both Jimmy Moon and Rod, and we, we At like... At first, their backs are, like, turn, to us. And then they turn around, and first it's Rod, who, dun-dun-dun, no longer has a mustache, which I will say I appreciate that look way more than his peach fuzz. Yes. Uh, and then Jimmy Moon turns around, and I, we really wanted him to have a mustache, but he has new hair. He did, yeah, he dyed his, like, most of his hair purple. It's called Purple Passion, Aaron. Yes, excuse me. <laughs> um... So basically, it's time for Lucy to choose, and Lucy chooses... No one, (laughs) as per Mary's advice. And Annie's advice. Yeah, she says that she's going to, like, I don't know, she needs more time to think about it. Like, she's not writing either one of them off forever. So... Basically, she says that uh, she needs time... To get in touch with herself. Right. She needs time with Jimmy Moon because um, Jimmy Moon just broke up with Ashley. And she needs time with Rod because she wants to make sure that Rod wants her for her and not because she like, some She's other guy... She's being pursued by yeah. someone else, yeah. Um, and that's basically it. But the thing that the guys take away from this is that they change their entire appearances for nothing. Uh, Rod's really upset because he no longer has a mustache. And it, prob- it took him 14 years to grow, as he, took t- as he told Wilson. And Jimmy Moon's upset because his hair is purple. Yeah. Solid ep. Uh, I'm giving it... The end. A 5.5. Yeah, actually... A lot same. of laughs. Same. 5.5. It, uh, it was a good... Uh, Solid ep. Yeah. You say a good romp. It, it was... It, and you know what? The hijinks were... Tons of hijinks. Were good enough. Um, and even though the marriage counselor thing was like... It was very just confusing and I don't know. But like the end where everybody was leaving each other, I was just like, that's fine. That's fine. It's great. That's great. Um, it, was, it was a very 90s view about marriage and love and relationships. The whole thing about you're either right or you're married. I don't... You, uh, I took... I took... I took... I was slighted by that. Not that I'm married. Oh. Or, or anything. I, I don't know why you were slighted by that. But I was slighted by it. Um, that's, yeah, that's basically it. So look out on our Twitter because we'll be ha- posting a lot, or not a lot, posting something. Stuff <laughs> will get posted. Also, we are launching, as of today, an Instagram. Um, shit, we don't have the handle yet, yep, so I, I don't know what say, it is. Why did you do that? Uh, we'll link it to our Facebook and our Twitter yes. when it is... Up and running, and then you and next Wednesday, on Wednesday, we will have the handle for you, and you can follow us there. We'll uh, be posting Vine-like videos there, yes, uh, but also normal videos. We'll also be posting. We're going to be christening it with the um, Lucy's memory uh, montage yes, of, yes. of her time with Jimmy Moon. Um, we'll also be posting pictures from the episode. Sometimes, uh, Aaron does a great job of screenshotting a lot of... They don't all make it to Facebook. Yeah, they, they don't all make it to our Facebook or our Twitter, so we want to try to get the ones that get left behind on our Instagram. We're hoping for daily or somewhat daily updates. Yes. So, anyway, all of the previous social media stuff we just talked about. Yeah. Facebook, Twitter, at Camden Kiss Show subscribe and rate on iTunes uh, review us please yes that too uh, I'm Aaron and I'm Tanvi and this was Camping Cast I know there's no